0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste.
0: What's up, Open Floor Globe? I'm your host, Michael the Podpina, and I'm joined on the other line by my mortal enemy, Sports Illustrated staff writer, Rohan Nadkerny. Rohan, I just came from Heat Shootaround, where Eric Spolstra ruled Tyler Hero out for Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. How devastated are you personally (laughs) about this development? (laughs)
3: <laughs> i think loyal listeners of the podcast probably know <laughs> how i feel about uh the hero announcement i sent you a text in our group chat uh not long after <laughs> i saw someone respond to your tweet you were like tyler hero is out tonight and someone responded to your tweet how do you know this because <laughs> zarek <Spilster> just told <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> um can we i actually have um a a question submitted about hero do you want to get to hero stuff now or do you want to get to it later in the podcast when we're talking about the series
0: we can you need to remind us to jump back okay i will jump back in um Um, how was your weekend mike my weekend's going great i'm currently in my childhood bedroom
3: Mm -hmm. uh
0: in massachusetts getting ready for game four of the conference finals game three was a doozy we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one yeah. in a little bit how was your weekend i know you're in you're in texas yeah Lovely. I made, dallas, it, texas. I made it
3: back to dallas texas which is traded being supremely hot for just kind of gross and rainy um i so we used to do this a lot during the regular season and you know me i don't like it when we talk about stuff other than playoff basketball during the playoffs. I you know, we get the emails that are like, "Oh, tell us about your hypothetical whatever." And I'm like, "No." Um, but <laughs> for the first time in a long time, I made it out to see a movie um in Los Angeles, California, and I saw the new sci-fi horror film Men, directed by Alex Garland. No. And okay. uh can't say that I recommend it, Michael. <laughs> 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 um yeah that's uh that's it's been a long time since we've done a movie review on the podcast but uh i'll leave it at that
0: so is it uh real quick is it in the horror genre or is it just weird and
3: you know pointless? I, that's a good point because i said sci-fi and his stuff is usually sci-fi i don't i don't even know that this is has any elements of science fiction It's probably more in the disturbing category than the horror category. It's a little suspenseful. Are you going to see it? Do you think you're going to see it?
0: In theaters, absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) I'll see it it before I pass away.
3: I saw it it at 10 p.m. too, which was a mistake.
0: That's an aggressive time to go to the theater. I got to be honest.
3: Yeah. Especially for a scary movie. But uh, interested to see what you think. Interested to see what you think for sure.
0: You know, I don't know how to segue from that, but um, Rohan, on today's episode, we will be previewing Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll be recapping Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals, talking a little bit about that series, Um, and we'll, of course, be opening up the mailbag. But first, a quick reminder to please keep your emails coming, openfloormail at gmail.com. That's openfloormail at gmail.com. All right, Rohan. So last night the Warriors took a commanding 3-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry was brilliant. Andrew Wiggins was magnificent. The Mavericks missed a bunch of threes. Just give me your your uh I guess just your thoughts about I mean, I we should I, I should say that I picked <laughs> I picked Mavs and six in this series. <laughs> it's not looking like Mavs and six. Um that would be impossible at this point. And, you know, after game two, I still felt I didn't feel confident in that uh, (laughs) prediction at all. Frankly, I didn't feel super confident after game one. But for them to fall at home in a game where it felt you know, it technically wasn't over until I feel like Jordan Poole hit that that open three late to put them up I want to say seven or something like that but Jordan Poole's three kind of put it away but the whole game felt like even when the margin was single digits it just it felt like an av- like they couldn't get stops they weren't hitting shots Reggie Bullock was like a shell of himself just what were your thoughts live from the arena
3: just that I think the Warriors knew they were going to win I, I just got the sense that they felt really confident. They know they were, they knew they were the better team. The the couple of times they mentioned it after the game, and it almost felt like they were trolling the Suns, or a couple of guys were like, Yeah, we saw what happened last series. They went down two oh and you know, Kerb played his guys like big minutes. And this was kind of a foot on the throttle game for Golden State, right? I think they realized and I think more teams should do this. I I they put their foot on the throttle because they know a three-zero lead is almost as good as a series win. It's the closest you could get to a series win without actually winning it. And it felt like they pushed their chips to the table for this game because they were like, "If we get this one, we know we've won this series." I think Draymond said, "Once you go up three-zero, you start to instill doubt." And I, I think you they don't just say, were, "Yeah, they just <laughs> were." They just looked like the more confident team, and I'm not trying to troll you. I'm not fully surprised. Like. I'm still, it's been a long time now, and I was just talking about this with other writers, like that Suns game still feels like such an outlier to me, and that's not to take away from what Dallas did. They were dominant in that game, and they had a really good close to that series. I think it's just skewed the perception of them a little bit, and I think one thing that, you know, a reason why we really wanted to see Golden State Phoenix is because Phoenix had this really good defense during the regular season, and the Warriors they they play what's probably the most imaginative offense in the NBA, right? Um even the Suns who were really good offensively and, you know, they'll do Spain pick and rolls from different angles, etc. It's not the same as as five guys moving around constantly, the three-point shooting threats the Warriors have and I'm not surprised that Dallas's defense, when being forced to move around a lot more, when being forced to react a lot more, when being forced to make a lot more reads, a lot more decisions, um, is in a tougher position than where it was last series. So, yeah, I just thought it, it Golden State was like, we know if we get this game, the series is over, and, and that was the mentality they had.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think to rationalize my prediction, it was who's going to guard – Luca, how mm-hmm. can they guard Luca? Mm-hmm. Can they guard Luca? And Luca was pretty awesome yeah, in this did, game. I think he
3: had 40 again.
0: <laughs> he had 40, 11, and I, three. I've, only I've, three turnovers.
3: I've now seen Luca put up 40, I don't even know how many times. I, I've seen him put up the biggest, some of the biggest scoring nights in the playoffs, like so many of them. And every single time, it's the same experience where I'm like, yo, like, these guys are doing a good job on Luca." Like, like, wow, like, Wiggins, man. <laughs> and then you look up and it's like, he's got 35. <laughs> every single time he's gone off. I don't know how to describe it. Um, and, and you know, that's a good point because I want to say this. Why? I think because, you know, some people are going to see your Mavs in 6 Pick and be like, how did he get this wrong, et cetera. Like...
0: Before we go on, for the record, I don't want to throw Chris Herring under the bus, but Chris herring <laughs> had the same prediction. <laughs> okay, okay good, good, carry good, on.
3: Good, good, good. good. <laughs> well, how did, you know, how did Chris and Mike... It's because, I mean, you made a decision with the evidence on hand, and how are we supposed to predict the Mavs missing all their threes, looking like they just went tired? No one... I don't think anyone predicted this kind of two-way series from Wiggins, who I wrote about today, and I think... He's having the series the Warriors dreamed of when they first traded for him. But, yeah, there are just certain things. That's what makes the playoffs great. At the end of the day, they play the games for a reason, right? Like, these guys have a chance to prove uh, they can beat the numbers or or kind of, you know, do what has more than what they've shown so far. And I think that's what Wiggins has done this series in particular.
0: Wiggins has been terrific. I think I didn't expect... Dallas's defense to get shredded to the degree that they've been shredded. Mm-hmm. Their defensive rating in the series is like 120, which is obviously unacceptable. And you're not going to win a playoff series with if you're guarding like that. And at the end of game two, the last five minutes or so, couldn't get a stop. Um, they hang their heads when the shots don't fall, when the threes don't fall. The other thing is just the you kind of go into it it's a gamble to pick Mavs and six because there's just so high variance with the three point line. And in a game where Maxi Kleber goes over five from three and is hesitant to let them fly when he's open in a game where Reggie Bullock is over seven from three. Um, it's just they're It's really tough to win. And,
3: and they ended up losing by nine points. Like they cut it to five with under two minutes to go. Like those were right. important so you're, shots. You're,
0: yeah. Right. Your bet is on those guys hitting the open ones, and they just, they couldn't. And f- so, especially at home, where they were so good in the in the last series against Phoenix, like, I expected those shots to fall. I expected the series to go back to San Francisco 2-2 off of some hot shooting. And like the bet really wasn't that much on the defense it was on the three point shooting being a little bit more consistent and i knew luca would be great he's been he's been pretty awesome since game 1 but man like there's something about i just want to say there's something about this golden state warriors team i i think they're awesome i think steph's awesome um i think i'm a little higher on clay and his production than 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 some when the shots aren't falling. Like, <laughs> me, I when, still... I, me
3: when I texted you in the middle of the game. Well,
0: it's just like he gets that big stop on Luca where he yeah, just but... like he, he's just a really solid player. Awesome he's still
3: impacting player. the game. He's still impacting the game.
0: For sure. He's he's really good. Um and people criticize his shot selection and everything. And like the thing about the the Warriors though, like there's something about this team where I'm just like and maybe it's because i'm thinking about past iterations mm-hmm. and how dominant they were but i'm like this team's really going to go to the finals like I, it, I i mean it's
3: a here's the thing they're beatable which we're not quite used to seeing in this fashion like the only times they were beatable were when you know half the team was hurt or kind of the crazy circumstances of of 2016 but we're not used to seeing them this beatable and beyond that It probably speaks to Steph, but, I mean, Wiggins was an all-star, but the fan vote getting him into the game, like, I don't think people really took him seriously as an all-star. It's kind of like they don't have a second guy, and Draymond, Spencer Dinwiddie, the just – boneheaded quote of the playoffs I think said he's not a max guy he's one of the greatest role players of all time I don't think he meant for it to come off that way but wait when did he say that last night after the game (laughs) oh okay yeah interesting um he's like he's not a traditional max guy where you give him the ball and say go get 30 but that is true it is true but yes he is um they just don't have kind of that classic second star that I think people are used to teams having and i mean steph has been incredible doing all the steph things just watching him move without the ball he also looks like more muscular than i think he's ever looked in his career (laughs) a weird observation to make i know but i was like caught off guard in the uh press conference room i was like steph's yoked like what's going on here and but i think it's paying off like i think his finishing's really good is steve kerr complimented his conditioning like He's 34 and his conditioning's fantastic um so I, I when you have a guy like that 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 can cover up for some of the maybe less heralded parts of their roster i mean they're th- throwing out moses moody like it's a weird team
0: so that's yeah that's more the thing with me it's less about um the top like the top of the roster cuz like I think Steph's one of the, you know, he's going to go down as one of like the 15 greatest players of all time. He's still I was he's 48% from the three-point line in this mm-hmm. series and they're almost all of them are just, you know, absurd. Yeah, like, no no easy in- shot. Dribble yeah. going to his left over Maxi Kleber. That one it's just like, yeah, he, there's just no defense for him again. So it's less about that and more about um yeah, like I'm watching the game with my dad and he's like, Who is that? And he's talking about Moses Moody. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I was watching the like, game <laughs> with
3: someone the other night It was like, Who's number four?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's nothing against Moses Moody. He's super young, like 19 yeah, years old. Good for him. Good for him being um, ready for the moment. And he's he's a really competent player for his age. It's just it's kind of odd to see them get significant minutes from him in the a an important playoff game and like I look at this roster and I'm like when Otto po- Porter went down I was like oh my goodness like they need Otto Porter like he's really important for them um they I thought coming into this series like they would need Andre Iguodala like these and he's 37 38 years old so it's like these there's just things about this roster where I'm like I you know if they win the title that's amazing and it will probably be the most impressive of oh, d- actually, it actually will definitely be the most impressive of their whole run, mm-hmm. given how they're constructed and everything that they've gone through. But it just—it's just—it's just—I <laughs> don't even know how to like. I think about the second round series against the Grizzlies when they just got absolutely obliterated, and they were so sloppy. And I'm like, if Desmond Bain was healthy in this series, oh my god! Like, if Moran was
3: healthy in this series, like, yeah, they went to six <laughs> games. That game six was close too. That series was almost going back to Memphis.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's like it's uh it's interesting. I mean, they have such championship medal. I have such respect for them. I have such respect for Clay and Steph and Draymond. Um, I guess I, maybe it's because I didn't expect Jordan Poole to, honestly, when he hit, when he hit that last shot, I even though he was pretty open and he had, he had enough time to get it off and everything. I was just still like, that's a, that's a big shot for a dude who really hasn't ever been on a run like this. Um, and we shouldn't necessarily expect him to make shots like that. Uh, Kavon Looney has been a, a freaking revelation. Like I've always dude, thought he was Loon. awesome. How about Loon? Yeah. I I thought he was awesome, but like he is suddenly like integral to their success in a way that we came into this series like, oh, can they play Looney and Draymond at the same time? It's like, if they have to pick one in a lot of situations in this series in particular, it's like, eh, we're going to roll with Looney. (laughs) He's incredible. So this Warriors team, I can't really put my finger on what about them, I doubt, but um, at the same time, I have so much respect for... For their culture, for their know how, for their experience, and for the guys who've been there, who've won championships, like who just know what it takes to win in the playoffs. It's, it's just a fun, fascinating ride right now, I think, for them.
3: It is, it is weird, man. And it's, it's hard to put it into context. And yeah, uh, it's such a, it's cool to see. It's cool to see, and like, I just love when teams stick together. I really do, and the fact that and and they're all very open about it um someone asked Steph last night, would this be the most gratifying you know run you guys have had and he was like, we'll see and obviously they still need to get the job done but I think it's very clear you know they all mentioned we have the new cast in here like you could tell how happy they were for Wiggins I asked a couple I tried to ask Steph is it motivating to try to get one for a guy like that I, he wouldn't go that far but you could tell it's exciting for them to be able to prove that they can do it with kind of this new group, this new core. Um, Man, you mentioned Looney, like that game too, where they kind of took off when Looney was the lone big instead of Draymond it was just kind of crazy and how big he was in that Memphis series. Uh, Yeah, it's a strange team. And I also think it's, they've hit the sweet spot right now where it's, there's a good familiar team that we all like watching play, but they're also not so dominant that they like they were in the past, where you feel like your team is helpless against them. Um, it just they just exist in a very good place for the league right now, which I enjoy as a fan.
0: I it's like I like when they're. They're able to win a championship, but at the same time, they're also able to get blown out by, like, 40 or 50 points. Like, it's – they aren't this, you know, um, I guess, like, artificially constructed, <laughs> like, super team. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's just – it is more fun to watch them win this way yeah. Um, in a league that, I mean, there's just – there's a lot of parity and unpredictability right now, and it's a lot yeah. of fun.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
0: Okay, so we're going to probably, I would assume, talk more about the Mavs and their future, so I don't really want to dig too deep into it, but, like, I, you know, I still think that this team, hmm, I don't think this team can win the series, but (laughs) I think this team, like, could have won the series if, you know, they hit a couple more shots, frankly. Like, I don't think that, I'm basically, like, going off of a text that you sent to our uh or group thread about them and whether or not they are a true championship contender. Me,
3: me workshopping my take that I think that they're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you go first.
0: I just, you know, I thought that they were going to get to the finals. Um, I thought that they had the defense, the shooting, the superstar, the individual um, supernova force of nature, uh, can make any play there is on offense force like at their back. And that would be enough. And I think Luca's is so special that when he's on a team that has some of those ingredients, um, especially like the secondary scoring and ind- independent playmaking from someone like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought that they would be able, those two would be able to, especially Spencer, would be able to give them a little bit more.
3: Who do you think gets a bigger contract this summer? Jalen Brunson or Jordan Poole?
0: That's an interesting question. Um, I would go with Brunson. Mm. Uh, And I don't necessarily think it's not really a lock on Brunson being... hmm better, but I don't know. That's a, uh, It's an, that's interesting, an interesting one.
3: I guess my thing is it's like all the things you're saying about the Mavs and why they would have won this series. Like, I feel that way about the Warriors with Steph. And they also have Draymond, who's one of the greatest defenders in the history of the game. They also have Clay Thompson, who, even though he's been up and down, like, I'd still rather have him in a series over Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, then they have Poole, who, like, is <laughs> – it can go off any night. So I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I just, to me, it's like the, the conversation about around Luca, I still think Steph is better. I'd still rather have Steph um, right now. I, I, I just thought it got, I, and I'm not saying it's like, I feel like I'm putting it all on you and I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just is like all the things that you basically described. I'm like, yeah, the, the Warriors have that, but better in almost every facet.
0: Yeah, I hear what you're saying for sure, and I'm not, like, shocked that the Mavs are <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, lose. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I think Jordan Poole, i just looked this up. Jordan Poole is a restricted free agent next offseason, so I think he's extension eligible, ah, okay. if I'm not mistaken, so... That's why in my head I was like, I haven't really thought too much about Jordan Poole's next contract. but And if I was the Warriors, frankly, I would probably let that ride um, just -hmm. because of all the money that they have to pay other people. (laughs) And, hey, Andrew Wiggins, he's unrestricted. Um, next off season, and that's a dude who yeah. is coming off a of max, and that's really interesting because it's like, hey, Andrew, would you like to take a pay cut? <laughs> he's like, uh, that's going to be interesting because just helped you guys I mean, last night. The everyone
3: was Clay it was like, the organization was thankful we have him here, and Steph was like, this is the vision of what we saw when we made the trade. He's been really good. Um,
2: he just both a, ends. Yeah, yeah, and he's just
3: in finally in the perfect role for him, and it's. You know, I don't think anyone is like, "Oh, we'd we'd rather have him over Kevin Durant." But he's, I think he's exactly the kind of player this team needed.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's open up the mailbag. We have a uh, tangentially related question <laughs> here that's kind of fun from Michael who writes, and uh, Michael writes, "Do you think the NBA will legislate away the Mavericks' standing strategy next year?" <laughs> So um, I, can
3: I just say I'm really upset about this because Howard Beck, I, he was covering the first two games of the series. I was catching up with him, and he was like, he t- he was like you know what could be a fun idea? And I was like, he was like, you should do a story on the Mavs bench. And I was like, that's a great call. Kind of hard to do that story when the team's down 3-0. So I really needed Dallas to win because I wanted to write about this, and I, I don't think I'm going to do it now. But anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, so that's I, there was more to this email, and I'm just like, I don't – <laughs> this is fine. We can we can leave it here. Um, uh, so the answer to this question, do you think the NBA will legislate away the Mavericks standing strategy next year? I hope they don't. Yeah, I think I it's, fun. Say,
3: it's great. Who they cares? will, but they should not
0: like find them. I, the Mavericks are fine to play the, to pay yeah you these know penalties. mark you could
3: clearly they have the blessing of mark cuban who's like <laughs> the idea that he's going to scoff at a fine like this is it's truly pocket money for him pocket change
0: i've wanted to do a story on theo pinson in particular for years because when he was on i think he played for the nets and the Knicks, i want to say and he was always like so loud and into it. And I'm like, this guy is like great for chemistry. Like this, what, what is he even here for? I think Theo Pinson
3: Pinson was leading a sons in four chant as the Mavs walked off
0: just um, after game seven performance. I mean, the
3: bench stuff has been fun. Even Steve was like, I like it. I, I don't think the Warriors were thrilled when he was like calling for a pats on the bench. I think that was like, they were like, that went, a step too far for us, but I really like it. Um The bench well, sh- But
0: f- During the game, or before the game, Mark Davis, I don't know if you saw this because you were at the arena, um, the official went over to Theo Pinson and was like, okay, hey, can you like change your shirt? And he's No like, way. Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, you, your shirt is a white shirt and it's the same color. Oh
3: my God, that's and absurd. He was,
0: and they were like joking around, kind of, and then Theo Pinson did not change his shirt.
3: I saw... <laughs> I, I saw someone. People were telling me that somebody accused the Heat of wearing white warm ups because the Celtics were wearing their white uniforms, even though they've been wearing those every single game. I don't playoffs. even understand how that yeah. matters yeah. in any um, way. Uh, cool, but um, yeah, that's no. This is fun. I think Jason Kidd is right. He's like, you got millionaires staring on millionaires. Like you never see stuff like this. Like just enjoy it. And I, people are like. David Stern would never let this happen, and I'm like, is that a good thing? I don't understand why people like yearn for the days of like draconian, like David Stern telling people literally how to dress. Like, um, I'm with you; it's fun. I I think we're on the same page. The NBA will legislate it out. They should not. It's stupid. I hope the Mavs keep standing. I'm glad they keep paying the fines uh it's just fun it's sports like it's a game like let people have some fun with it
0: it's great more teams should do it frankly when i sat uh not on the floor for minnesota and when i gave the first round series between the timberwolves and the grizzlies um where the media sits at target center in minnesota it's like off to the side and i was in the front row so like players It's, like, kind of right behind, right next to the Timberwolves bench, and Timberwolves players, when they're standing, like Nas Reed, um, uh, Torian Prince, some other guys, when they'd be standing, you can't really see the action, and you definitely (laughs) can't see the corner that's closest to you, which is a little annoying, and I was just kind of like, if I paid for this seat, like... I would be very upset, but then again, (laughs) if I could afford to pay for this seat, no one cares about how I feel about things. (laughs) So it's like, I just feel for the people who like shelled out a lot of money to sit near the bench. And if those guys are standing the whole game, you really can't see anything. You're just looking up at the Jumbotron, and it's like, I could have just stayed at home. (laughs) I don't need to be here. Um, So that's one thing, but no one cares about that.
3: I do draw the line at Thanasis, though
0: in that he is wrong or correct in his behavior
3: in that listen man we all know why you're on the team just <laughs> just cool it okay Fair, fair enough. Just cool it, man. We all know why. It's fine.
0: That is no a legend. He's no an absolute legend. No one's upset about it? We I all... forget which game he entered that was clearly decided. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: he's he
0: tried and to, he, like he's took like, a full, charge full court
3: press. I was yeah. like, Doug, you are
0: Bro, a, you are a legend. I love I'm you. Oh my goodness.
3: Shocked no one swung on him. Genuinely shocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man um okay should we okay can we move on are to, you like, not actually, you're not a little
3: surprised no one's gotten so annoyed <laughs> they've tried to pop he him. he seems
0: like a, a really lovable like he seems guy like though. a good guy but yeah
3: we all know why he's on the team that's I mean. for sure this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
0: <laughs> um, actually, I was gonna pivot to the Eastern Conference Finals, but there's a the question that we got an email from Troy. Did I? I threw this in the outline late, Ron. Did you have a chance to look at this one?
3: I don't look. At, I don't read the emails. I know you don't even anyway. look. You don't even open up the outline.
0: It's fine. Um, <laughs>
3: I have, I have uh, my inbox is only unread messages from Michael Pena. So
0: this is a another Mavs kind of related. So I figured we'll throw this in uh-huh. right now. It's it's a fun one. So it comes in from Troy who writes, while watching the entire playoffs, the NBA media has gone on a wild ride with the Mavericks <laughs> roster. The more they won, the more the media would this was slide a good from, one. this quote, was a good one. team doesn't have enough around Luka to, quote, Mavs in six against Golden State, and now it will backslide. But it got me thinking. Of the 20 teams that made the playoffs, including the play-in opponents, how many teams would be better if you switched Luka with the other team's best player? Um, so this is a, I was thinking about this. I was like, this is kind of like silly. It's, it's harder than you'd think though. Because of how teams are constructed. Yes. I'm like, like, I
3: think the heat would be worse with Luca.
0: I think that you could, you could go both ways. Honestly, I was yeah. thinking about it. I was like, okay, so let's assume that let's well, say, let's say that Jimmy is the best player. Yeah. You agree with that? Yes. Okay. So. Jimmy's defense is kind of integral to how they yes. play. Yes, yes, and it would things would have to shift entirely. They would have to play a different way, and the shooting offensively,
3: the shooting offensively is not good enough around Luca, in my opinion. It isn't, and
0: the way Jimmy <laughs> plays,
3: <laughs> and I say this, and I think they led the league in three point percentage, but it
0: it no, they did, but yeah. it's like it's really. You know their lineups were weird.
3: Yeah, yeah. We're in the, we're on the same I think, page. No,
0: if if you think about it, like how they're built, Tyler Hero and Luca make no sense together on a basketball court at the same time. Like, how would you, like, what lineup would have to be around those two yeah. right there? So it's just, and then on the other end it's like, wait, but it's Luca. He's like, yeah, I exactly. think Eric Spoelstra he, would figure it, it out. He, yeah. And Luca plus Bam would be, man, that would, that would be, be scary. devastating. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough one. I was thinking about the same thing with the Celtics. I was like, all right, so Tatum, Luca for Tatum. And I'm like, the strength of the Celtics is that they have absolutely no weak points on defense mm-hmm. for the most part. So uh, if you suddenly have Luca, a guy who they also, the way they play is like man movement, ball movement, they mm-hmm. share it, high assist rate. Um, So, you'd have to just change a whole lot of stuff and how the, like, so defensively, I think they would definitely take a step back. Also, like, the Celtics have looked their
3: worst this season when they're in the half court, not, like, one guy's dribbling. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And that's Luka. It's
0: like, like, okay, I think about Luca, Rob, Williams, pick and rolls would be, like, that's just (laughs) theater. That would be incredible. But it's like... On the other end, how? I, I, so I don't know. It's like it's a really interesting question. It's a it's good just, question. Not open shut.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think we're generally in agreement. Like, yeah, we could overthink this. Like, obviously, those teams would still be great, and those coaches would figure it out. And but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. The Suns are an interesting one, depending on who you pick.
0: I yeah, that is interesting. Just because they could have picked of how they play. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true, but yeah. it's <laughs> like I. Sometimes have thought about what Booker. This would they ne- obviously would not have gotten CP if they drafted him. But what Booker plus Luca would look like if those two could coexist, and mm-hmm. I frankly think that they would be awesome together. Yeah, like,
3: defense would be interesting, but offensively, if Booker committed to playing like Clay or Steph off ball, it dude, would be he- nuts but like he kind of does it already i mean no
0: i don't think he would have to make the adjustment frankly Mm. i think luca would have to make the adjustment of okay sometimes you know they would stagger throughout the regular season but it would be like okay luca you've got to be a little bit more comfortable off ball and do work different ways like cp works um so that i just think that would be pretty interesting but yeah it's like it's not open shut despite his enormous talent um just because of how teams are constructed and how they complement their stars. It's an interesting question. Um, and I don't think it's as obvious as it just seems on its face. Yeah. So thank you, Troy. That was a fun email. Um, all right, let's let's talk Eastern Conference Finals now. Um, I was in the garden for game three, the margin a victory for the Miami Heat in that one it was a 109-103 game. Mike are, uh, are you
3: on are you on quarters watch? The new dumbest fucking thing I've seen on the internet. I,
0: <laughs> I am not on quarters watch. I do not care about that. <laughs> oh um, my god. I think that you know it is interesting in a series when a team is up 2-1 and they I think there is it's not like the stupidest thing in the world but I don't personally care that much <laughs> yeah. about it. Um when you do when the margins are so narrow with teams like this and they they're mirror images of each other just the fact that a team could backslide for a stretch like that is interesting and that's the reason that one team is up 2-1 and one team is down 1-2 but I'm not like I don't look at it as oh, this team is clearly so much better than this other team because they won X amount of quarters. So I don't I don't look at it that way, I guess is how I would say it. Um, okay, so really weird, interesting series here that is just increasingly decided by, not decided by, <laughs> but like marked by who is active, who is hurt, who's playing one half of the game. Uh, who's forced to, or, like, Victor Oladipo not playing the first half, coming in the second half, having a great second half. Marcus Smart looking like he fractured his leg and then coming oh back my out. Oh, uh, Tatum's shoulder injury looked like he was definitely going to be out. That was the most pain I've oh. seen him on a basketball court oh his whole my career. God. He goes back out, comes back in. Um, Shout
3: out to my guy, Wes Goldberg, on the Locked On Heat pod, who said, I'm tired of the WWE. <laughs> i loved them (laughs) someone someone was like the best part about smart was he was running up and down the locker room hallway but then started limping again when he walked out onto the court
0: dude it was first of all
3: (laughs) no that that honestly i thought he broke his ankle i thought he broke his ankle from the way it rolled to then lowry falling on it to the way he was screaming i was like that has to be broken I could not believe he came back into that game.
0: That was uh look, he's questionable right now we're recording this um on Monday afternoon. We don't know if he's going to play. I my educated guess is that he will not play in game 4. I'm just going to say that, and I could look like an absolute idiot and I understand that, but I, I, I felt like
3: I, I mean you, I felt
0: like I, I felt like game 3 was you know, whatever they do to players in the back, plus adrenaline. Yeah. I was going to say,
3: like, ever, anyone who's ever hooped before, <laughs> love everyone loves when <laughs> two guys out in the NBA talks about that in a basketball podcast, that's Fran Akel always way worse the next couple days. Always way. Mm-hmm. Like, you could finish playing a game, not realize it, the next day you can't walk on But I'd be surprised but I'm not putting anything past him. I never need to see a Celtic leave the court in dramatic fashion and come back on for the rest of my life. I've seen enough of it. I've had enough of it. Congrats. Good for you. I'm sure, you know, all the sullies and whatever in the crowd are going nuts uh, when it happened. But enough. I never need to see it again. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if they rule him out, and then he just he he changes at halftime and starts the third quarter. Either
0: well, that's against the rules. <laughs> they can't do that, Roman. Um, so, did you want You want to do the hero thing now? Yes. And then, okay. Yes. Okay.
3: Um, well, first of all, I just want to say that game three was insane. I'm jealous you got to be there. I thought I was going to vomit the entire second half, literally felt physically (laughs) ill watching the game, screaming at my television when Jimmy Butler was ruled out. People were texting me with like a minute to go, like, congrats. And I'm like, leave me alone. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, Before we get to Hero,
0: before we get to Hero. Are you having fun covering this series? Um, I thought Game Three was very. It was a very unique vibe, yes, and a very unique game full of dramatic twists and turns. That
3: it was really like a movie level, like twists. It was and turns. hard.
0: It was very hard to process in real time. Um, I was like victor of the depots on the court it was like the third quarter started i was like what is and i turned to the writer who was next to me i was like who is not in the game because victor's in the he's like jimmy and i was like what is going on it's like ridiculous and then my phone started to blow up um yeah it was it was it was wild i mean the celtics coming out as they did super sloppy heat hitting every shot um i want to just quickly before we get into hero talk about bam and the game he had i asked spo after the game i I heard you uh, ask
3: i heard you asked spo you tried he he wouldn't give it to you but it was a good question and you you got right to the point
0: well i first i will say i looked i spent like the second okay let me backtrack that morning i asked a few questions about bam because i like i knew i had to write off the game Mm -hmm. i was like Bam is going to be who I, I was like. I'm committed to writing about this dude, nice, regardless nice. of what happens. A so classic sports writer
3: trick. Yeah. yeah, I was
0: like, Bam either plays bad again, angle. Yeah, Bam bounces back and looks incredible. Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, win or lose for Miami, I was yeah. like, I'm committed to this. Yeah. So I asked a bunch of questions pregame um, about Bam, and after the game, I asked, and so during the game etc i was just like in the weeds of bam's like yeah. career statistics like has he ever had a game where he's taken this many shots nope um is this his career high blah 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 and so i was like i was pretty confident i could ask a question like that like is this it was this bam's best game to all like a bunch of players mm-hmm. and, and coach Bo? and when you ask a question like that it comes off it can come off i think like a little like has this guy ever watched BAM at a bio, which clearly is not the case for me. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but no, I I mean, it was it was a good. it was, it was
3: an absolutely a good question. And Spo's answer uh, spoke way more to Spo being Spo. because you were correct. I, I believe the question was, considering the stakes, was this the best game of BAM's career? Which I just yeah. want to commend you, because... I'm definitely one of the people that I like to ease into my question a bit. You know what I mean? I'll 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 give them I'll give them a sentence or two. I'm trying to set them up. I'm trying to, but you got right into it. You said uh, as soon as you got the mic, you got right into it. So, uh, congrats on that. I'm not capable so just, of that.
0: So to 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 that end, earlier in this series, I I'm doing a story right now about. Eric Spolstra, and so I have to ask him questions about himself in group settings, which <laughs> is like pulling teeth. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So I prefaced one question by saying, um, pardon me, this is a this is a broad question, but and then I asked my question, and he's like smiling as I'm asking it, and then he's like, you know, that is a broad question. <laughs> <laughs> Um and it's 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 since backslide to um him answering every question with I don't know man and then answering it. So it's it's uh, the questions Spoh to him has, have been a little Spo has
3: been in his I love watching one of my favorite things to do especially conference finals NBA finals. I watch almost every post game press conference. Spo's been in his press conference bag this season man. He's he's reached a new level of of pushing his agenda he had the i think i can't remember now if it was the playoffs or the end of the regular season where he did the let me pull my glasses put my glasses on dramatically read the box score and roast you for asking this question like (laughs) he is so funny man he's uh yeah it's been um i don't even remember what started this conversation now but uh
0: I don't either. This is yeah. a weird series. We It's such a weird try- series.
3: It's been thrilling though. It's
0: yeah. Was, yeah. So, I was trying to compliment Bam who was incredible. And I think that as we preview game 4, like when you come off a game having the performance that Bam did, like what do the Celtics do to I guess prevent that from happening again? And because Bam is so Like, he's so special in that, I mean, he's one of the, the, like, just period point blank, like, the biggest matchup nightmares in the league.
3: That is what I think makes him frustrating to a lot of Heat fans. It's why doesn't he do this every night? And obviously, he's not going to score 30 every night, but... Him having that mentality, him him even... So that's, t-
0: why he's spe- that's why yeah, he's so that special.
3: That's why he's special because he's the ultimate team player and Spoh says it. And he said it in your answer. I've seen him play great basketball. And I think he said it like Bam had one of those Jimmy games where he did whatever was needed of him. That was what was needed of him that night. But, I mean, just look back to that Milwaukee series last year, which I, I don't hold against Bam or Jimmy at this point, but like Bam was passing up jumper after jumper after jumper and it was like just got to a point where you have to at least have the mentality that i'm going to shoot when i'm open which i think he hasn't always had and that's part of what makes him a great player but just to see someone posted a clip of bam had jalen in a post-up and he's kind of ambling into it and kyle lowry just yells go like really loudly from the three-point line like you know (laughs) they just clearly want him to be a little bit more aggressive and uh it was just awesome to see man. Uh, he's such a good player and he posted a stat line when you include steals that like very few centers have before in the history of the game. Like crazy man. He was he was unreal. He, that was the band that uh, Heat fans have been wanting to see, you know, his entire career is what we dreamed of when he was backing up Hassan Whiteside. So um uh, it was awesome mm-hmm. to watch.
0: Yeah, he's a star. The word assertive, m- more assertive was used. Yeah. It was clearly something that was said in private before <laughs> yeah. the game yeah. because every single player who spoke publicly, every person with the Miami Heat organization who spoke publicly said, we like BAM being more assertive, more assertive, assertive, and, assertive, and, assertive.
3: And who did BAM credit? Udonis Haslam. How about that?
0: The OG. Baby. I will say, you know, t- so so, did you see the question to that got that Udonis Haslam I didn't. Answer? I didn't. What did he say? It was... It was, and I I literally thought it was, I don't know who asked it, um, it I apologize. You thought it was a plant? I thought it was a plant. I thought it was a plant. (laughs) The question was, was, is there anyone specifically (laughs) in your personal life (laughs) who pushed you to this performance? And I was like... What like I? it's interesting. I, when when it was asked, PJ Tucker sitting next to him, starts to laugh, and I was like, "Okay, what is what is really going on here?" So I don't know the backstory there. I apologize if there was a plant, um, <laughs> or was just like what what was that? Maybe it was a running thing. Um But okay, do you, can we do hero? You want to okay, do hero now? Okay,
3: yes, because we we have two questions uh, submitted about Tyler Hero. One is from our own. <laughs> Uh, Producer JC, who asked us before the show, Rohan, how do Heat fans feel about Tyler Hero? And number two comes from our good friend Andrew in Washington, D.C., who texted me over the weekend and said, question for open floor, um, how much money has Hero cost himself (laughs) this postseason? So I don't know which question you want to dive into first.
0: I mean... You got to answer the first one, JC's, because I don't. I'm not. I'm not hip to uh, to heat Twitter and the heat. heat I, army.
3: <laughs> so, I think I don't want to be mean. The guy's made a lot of improvements. He's a good player. He's obviously a good player.
0: I think he He won sixth fan of the year.
3: (laughs) I think some Heat fans, though, are genuinely delusional about him. And they keep bringing up, like, the Luca Trey quote he had, like, every time he has a good game. And, you know, it's hard to separate, like, what's fans just being fans and what they actually think. But you're just seeing it right now. Is he someone who you trust on the floor in the playoffs? Because I don't. They can say it was the injury. I think Spo trusted Oladipo more than him down the stretch of that game, even though they couldn't score. He still trusted Oladipo more. Struess has been closing games because they trust Struess more.
0: Spo said that it It was was a a combination. combination
3: of injury and coach's decision, but.
0: And it was the right one.
3: I think Heat fans are a little delusional about it. And. I like. I think his contract situation is going to be fascinating because it could. They have a lot of money committed to Jimmy Bam and Lowry for the next two years at least, and multiple years after that. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to me what they do with Hero because you look at someone like Mikhail Bridges, who I think is most people would say is on a team friendly contract. He got four years, ninety million. I don't. I don't see how you can give. Tyler Hero more money than someone like Mikhail Bridges.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting because this team really can use his offense. And so, but where my I, head goes... I've been texting you all season, though,
3: that the Celtics are going to pack him up. And that's exactly what's happened.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, but like... So like when he when I when you get But he's the news, also he's
3: also just had a bad playoff run.
0: He hasn't shot the ball super great in this postseason for sure. I I like look like they don't win um I don't think they win game one, frankly, without him of this series. Mm. Like he had a he think, had a nice
3: little stretch there. I
0: know I just think like in the first half he was keeping them in the game when the Celtics went up. I don't. Know, the Celtics were up. I think their biggest lead was eleven or thirteen in the first mm-hmm. half of Game One. Obviously, they fell apart in the third quarter. When I think Nero he had, I think he had, I think he had
3: nine points in the second quarter alone in that game. So he had. A, he had a nice stretch.
0: Yeah, he in his shot making. How he? It's not on a Chris Middleton level in game in in the second round where they were real. The Bucks were really missing some independent shot creation. Like Tyler Hero isn't as good as Chris Middleton in that regard, but you need guys who can go off the bounce against switches and in isolation. And Horford has played pretty good defense on switches against um I mean, I just think that's against Stellar Hero. Yeah,
3: I just think he hasn't I I I understand what you're saying in theory. I just think in practice that shot creation we were promised has not been there. And like he's settling for super deep threes against Daniel Tice, who is a good like he's not a great switch defender, but you can live with him. That's why they switch with him. But these are the matchups that someone like him has to win, and it, it just hasn't been there.
0: Yeah. Like. Okay. So. Where my mind went right after, um, I thought about the shot creation and what, what cost you would have to the offense not being available. It was like, wait a minute. Almost immediately, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So that takes away like an avenue of productive offense for Boston if Hero isn't going <laughs> to yeah. play 25, 30 minutes. And. That would be like the number one way, I think, that you know, you want to get Jalen going, you want to get Tatum in particular going, coming off of a one of his worst games of the postseason. Like you you bring Tatum off screens and then get him going on you force switches onto Hero and let him cook from there. And that that avenue will not be available to him with Hero out. And the quality of defenders are up a level. And I think the, the quality of like just the physicality of the game mm-hmm. and the physicality of Miami's defense goes up a notch because hero can't play. And that's not necessarily like, you know, that's not really great news for Boston. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's an interesting one.
3: Um, my hero, thing is, I texted you months ago. I was like, I need to see Lowry, Oladipo, Jimmy, tuck and bam, close a game. I'm not saying that lineup can score, but <laughs> if you just look at like Oladipo versus Hero in this series or in the playoffs, like Oladipo hasn't been great offensively, but he's so much better on defense. I mean, he was tormenting Jalen Brown in that third quarter. He's so much better on defense that I think you live with the trade-off because if Hero's like not creating shots and not playing efficiently anyway. I'd rather have Oladipo who can hit some threes, maybe not many, but and uh he yeah, he can and he can go downhill a bit. You can run a few pick and rolls with him. So I, I just see like, you know, some local media people are like, oh like the hero bam pick and roll, like wait till the playoffs, and I'm like, This is not it, Chief. Um <laughs> so
0: that's Okay, gonna so ha- my question then is Okay, so if Hero is out though, like Do, like, where do all those minutes go, do you think? I think it's
3: Oladipo and Vincent. I think you live with Oladipo, Vincent, and Lowry as your three-guard kind of rotation. I mean, Lowry got up to close, up to 30 minutes in game three. I don't know if that was his, if his limit was maybe going to be a little lower if Jimmy were healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you live with that because those guys can, you know, Vincent doesn't have the size. He's still better than Hero defensively. Um, I just, I'm one of those guys in the playoffs, I'd rather lean on defense and hope my best scorer can kind of figure it out, than lean on offensive guys who are going to get just kind of torched defensively. So I think Depot and Vincent and Lowry, I think you can you can forge a pretty solid uh, three man guard rotation with that Uh Uh, Butler as well. To me, their bigger issue is Deadman got a couple minutes. This has not been a good Deadman series. There's just no matchup for him. Like, I I always think about, okay, at some point you're really shortening your rotation to six, seven, eight guys. The Heat have, I think, enough guys in the backcourt who can play. They need one more frontcourt player in this series. I don't know who that's going to be. They've tried to use Caleb Martin, but I don't know what they do when Bam sits tonight.
0: And, like... Yeah. I guess like the player that I was thinking about that we might see more of tonight mm. is Duncan. Yeah. Who they dusted off in game 3 a little bit to see what he I, had I, and
3: I need somebody to do the research about what Duncan's stats are when he hits his first 3 compared to when he doesn't hit his first 3 because I feel like it is it's like got to be the ultimate um <laughs> like indicator because he mm-hmm. had some good looks uh, in game three, and he missed them. So I, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what kind of leash Spo has on him. I agree. You have a, now an opportunity to play him a little bit more. Um, they went to that zone look when they had him and Hero on the floor together, which I was shocked. I did not think that would happen in the playoffs. Um, But, yeah, I definitely think it's a possibility we see a little bit more of Duncan. But I I imagine Spo is going to be – pretty quick to pull them if if that first shot is not going in
0: yeah i just i think about miami being able to score it's 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 rough enough like if boston takes care of the ball and doesn't you know cough it up what 19 times or whatever it was in game three scoring in the half court when jimmy isn't on the floor is very very difficult when bam isn't Forget about Bam just like being out there, but like Bam, um, hitting some of the shots that he did. If he can do that for, yeah, the you whole know, series. I saw that
3: talk, I'm sorry, but like those are shots I've seen. Like, like Jalen Brown was hitting some garbage shots, the same with Jason Tatum. So, like, there was one shot Bam hit, one shot he hit that I was like, okay, no, it, oh, it, okay. I'm, I'm not, not saying, one saying one it's a lucky. garbage, I'm not yeah, saying I know, it's a but garbage. Then, shot. Like, I've seen everyone like, oh, the shot making from Bam has been absurd, he's taking like. Short jumpers in the lane over smaller defenders. Like let's let's just calm down with like the shot making like I've they're seen t- hey, they're tough shots. Yeah, they're tough sure. shots,
0: they're off the bounce. They're you know, he had what was he uh six for six in the restricted area, some of those were assisted. Um finished 13 for 15 in the paint. Um he was also two for six in the mid-range. And so it's like when bam, I posted a couple of these clips but like when bam hits you with like the and one-on-one against al horford if he continues to win that matchup with like a spinning step back from the elbow like that's that's tough like when he hit the dagger with 17 on the the dagger was the
3: only shot that i was like that like every other make he got i'm like these are shots he should be making frankly
0: Sure, and exa- tough he's, shots. Though he's not going he's to. He's a great. He's a very. He's yes. a very good player. For and he, sure. We
3: we listen. We both know he's not going to hit all of those every single night. But that's where he should be getting to as an offensive player. I think.
0: Yeah. So Bam is very good.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
0: jimmy's health is of you know we're kind of speculating about all this and it'll all be answered pretty soon so it is what it is but like jimmy's knee is also something that is very kind of interesting hovering over this series Mm -hmm. all all of a sudden weird Um, how it just
3: popped back up because i mean ever since he came back from atlanta he's been playing the best basketball of his career um
0: yeah, there's there's some conspiracy theories going around about that one. Um about
3: I I I really don't know what you like what.
0: Oh, you oh okay. Um there's there's some chatter about is okay. <laughs> All right. We're just going to go there. Yeah. I do not be- I I will preface this by saying I do not believe any of this and it is what it is. Um there is some chatter about uh there was a blow up at halftime jimmy being unhappy they benched him and then said that his knee was not right and they they i just basically made up an injury i there's chatter and i'm not i'm not trying to it there's chatter chatter
3: coming from who
0: i there's just chatter man there's just just, people there's a lot of hullabaloo happening and
3: i just the idea that a blow-up that would come when they have a 15 point lead on the road in game 3 and they're willing to bench him over that it just doesn't compute for me it just does not compute for me and it feels like this would I happen agree. for no I agree other player with you. this would I agree happen with for you. no other player in the nba i didn't even um, want to bring it up i think and, it's that and yet, and yet there's no chatter about the dirty non-basketball play oh, that geez. Peyton for here we go
0: here we go just <laughs> <laughs> stop please stop
3: um Oh man. Yeah. I uh That's those are that's a wild conspiracy theory. I'll just say that. That is uh that's really next level stuff. But I I'll, I'll look into um,
0: it. You're going to look into it? Okay. I'm going to send a Rohan's text. I'm
3: going to send a text. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll so, see let's we'll we'll just see what people say, you know. I mean, this is a fun series, a really unpredictable series. Um I think you got to just tip your cap to how Miami came out in um, at the start of game three, where honestly, like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm seriously just saying this impartially Uh, after being at FTX for the first two games. um, The crowd is, is it's a solid playoff crowd. The atmosphere is pretty solid. Uh, It was like, a field of daffodils compared to like the lion's den okay well we don't we don't have we
3: don't have players you know faking injuries and running back on the floor or like you know they just got they returned okay. they just, returned we don't have players returning from the thanos snap in the middle of the game okay sorry we also the game three energy i'm i'm confident game five in miami is going to be absolutely bonkers. You know, sorry we don't have players running back on the floor in dramatic fact. You know, I'm laying, complimenting laying, the lay, heat, lay, and laying, this is what happens. You know, laying on the floor like they've been taken out by a sniper while Grant Williams shoots a three over their lifeless body. Only to return to the game like ninety seconds later. All right, sorry, we sorry we've not orchestrated all these things. Okay, I, uh,
0: honestly, you would if if PJ Tucker did this, you would be like scouring for yeah, a book deal the, to the, write about that moment. The
3: difference is PJ Tucker would never do it. Okay. Don't you keep PJ Tucker's name out of your mouth, okay? (laughs) I love I PJ Tucker has spent one season with the Heat, it's felt like a lifetime. He's one of probably a top 10 favorite heater for me. I love him so much. When he said after the game, I didn't know what I had, but I knew I was going to give them everything that I did, I was like, I'm ready to jump off the top of this hotel for you right now. (sighs) PJ Tucker, what a legend. Can I say something? Kind of maybe overarching about this series, though. Sure. I think whatever happens, I said this multiple times on this podcast. People can go back and listen. There are a lot of teams in the East that expected to make at least the conference finals this year, a lot. All those teams had disappointing seasons that didn't make it. The fact that Boston and Miami outlasted, Boston beat Durant, beat Giannis, uh, the consensus top two players in the league headed into the season. Um, The fact that the Heat and Celtics outlasted the Sixers, nets and bucks people could say oh the heat had an easy path well that's why you win the number one seed in the regular season so you can play uh the worst teams in the playoffs i think it's a successful season for both teams the fact that they've made it this far in what was probably the toughest top half of the conference in a long time and i think just as a heat fan i'll always say my favorite heat season as a fan to me that's always comes down to like relative to expectations right like 2009 Dwayne Wade, like that team didn't have any expectations. They lost in the first round. But, yeah, just seeing him come into the fourth quarter with nine minutes to go every night and try to win the game, like that was the most fun I had watching, you know, basketball just because it was like, how good is this guy going to be? That's the best season he ever had. Um, This is, I think, up there in terms of heat seasons just because, you know, the big three teams, it was a relief when they won. Because the pressure was so high, um no one picked the team to finish first in the east no I look at how far Boston has come under five hundred midway through the season. People were like questioning why did we make the Udoka higher are they gonna split up Jason and Jalen like it's really cool to see both these teams come as far as they have um and yeah, I know it's obviously gonna be very disappointing for whichever one loses, but I think both have had successful seasons making it this far considering the expectations they had coming into the year.
0: Well, um Rohan, thank you for saying all of that. Um well said. I know that literally the exact opposite sentiments will be shared in my <laughs> phone all night Can't, long. Uh, don't Can't make wait don't, to read them. do
3: not make me reveal the bam text. That's all I have to say. Oh my, <laughs> that's had me so riled up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous it's so ridiculous um, Rowan I think that's going to do it For today's show uh, Thank you so much for your expertise And your insight Thank you so much to our listeners Please keep your emails coming To openfloormail at gmail.com That's openfloormail at gmail.com Everybody stay safe Everybody continue to enjoy The NBA playoffs hey.